Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts, which are updated daily. Tons of articles and podcasts. You can find our full archive of shows over at AmericaOutloud.com. Just uh, click the drop-down menu, pull up After Dark, and you'll see our full archive of shows here on America Out Loud. And it's been a great ride, and we're coming up on election time. It feels like we've been waiting for next Tuesday for the last two years since Joe Biden came into office. We've got to stop the bleeding that our country is currently going through. We've got to get these Democrats. Democrats out of office. We've got to elect Republicans to the House and the Senate. And then these state elections are very crucial as well. We all know Secretary of State elections are uh, very crucial for the future of our country. The governor races, there's some really interesting governor races going around the country. Uh, Next Tuesday is going to be bananas. There's so much uh, to cover so many big races. It'll be really interesting to see where the dominoes fall and the Republicans badly need to come out of this midterm elections with a majority in the House and Senate. That's the only way we're going to make changes. We've got this record inflation. We've got crime on the rise, not coming back anytime soon. We've got dishonest politicians like Gretchen Whitmer and Kathy Hochul claiming that crime is actually worse in the red states when um, it's clear that the crime that is taking place in red states is happening in Democrat cities. Like you look at Missouri, for example, where St. Louis and Kansas City is responsible for 90 to 95 percent of the violence that takes place in that state. And those are both big Democrat strongholds, despite the state being a red state. So uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Kathy Hochul said not only are the right election deniers, they're data deniers as well, because crime is actually worse in red states. And we've talked about this talking point that the left likes to use. The fact is, in a lot of red states, the population's not as big as it is in a lot of blue states. So you've got a state like Missouri who's got two big cities, St. Louis and Kansas City, and that's where all the crime is coming out of for the whole state. Obviously, there's a lot of other cities in Missouri, but the crime is not out of control like it is in those two areas. So that's the only reason uh, for those numbers. The Democrats are very dishonest trying to push that narrative when it's their own cities that are causing these red states to have high crime. I don't know, Rob. I'm so fired up. We're getting so close to election day i want us to take our country back in the worst way how are you feeling tonight andrew i'm doing good and everything that you said is spot on glad that our listeners are tuning in and i hope they keep tuning in right up to the election and throughout the election but a point that i definitely want to bring up is that you do have a lot of people on the left like the media and kathy hochul that keep saying that crime is in the red states And people are believing this because we don't have an honest media to tell the truth. They will pick up little things like this and then just keep going, going, oh, yeah, but it's the red states. That's where all the crime is. Well, there should be crime, period. But when you look at the crime in those red states, as you so eloquently pointed out, 
is that it's in those little pockets whereby there are strong Democrat holds. You look at Florida. Florida's governor is a Republican, but yet still there are little sections of Florida that are deviant, that refuses to go the way they should. It's a stronghold of Democrats that are kicking against the prick. Miami. (laughs) Miami. And speaking of Miami, remember back in the 80s, Miami was like a shithole. Let's just be honest. Thanks to Fidel Castro, who decided to release all the prisoners in Cuba. And they all went to Miami, held it hostage. And it was completely out of control. And then slowly, they got all those people out. Look at Pennsylvania. Look at what Fetterman wants to do. Release the criminals from prison to further bring down Pennsylvania. Look at San Francisco. They want to do the same thing. California as a whole, the state of California. We know that San Francisco can't do anymore with these radical criminals out on the streets. Look at what happened to Paul Pelosi. Yeah, we're going to talk about old Paul again because we're not getting the full story. (laughs) There's more than reads the eye. And Andrew, if what they're saying is legitimate, if what they're saying has actually happened, that's fine. Then we're wrong. But right now, there are too many holes in that story. Oh, yeah. What, so the police came, they, were, they, they came, they knocked on the door, and Paul opened up the door, or someone opened up the door and let them in. Okay, who was the someone? Yeah, you got the, Nancy's husband, and then you got the guy with the hammer. Who was the, the new, third person? The newest one I saw tonight was that um, Secret Service after January 6th, put on a security detail on Nancy Pelosi's home. So she's got 24-7 security at her home where these Secret Service agents are supposed to be watching these cameras. Well, the story that just came out was, oh, the Secret Service wasn't paying attention to the cameras, so they missed it. It's like, give me a break. How convenient, huh? (laughs) They weren't paying attention to the camera. You know what, Andrew? You know who authorized those policemen to go there, that security decal, Nancy Pelosi, shortly after Jan 6, she authorized it. But what were they doing? Who were they protecting? What were they watching? And it's also interesting that they weren't looking at her home. Now, I'm told, and I don't know this to be fact, that a lot of times people of that elitist level with all the money, they really don't like private security details. Because they don't want any witnesses as to what they're doing. Well, what could they possibly be doing? I don't know. That's what we're trying to find out. But it just goes back to the crime, (laughs) the crime element, and how Democrats refuse to accept reality. You got Kathy saying, oh, there's no crime. And why is Lee Zeldin concerned about crime? Why is anyone concerned about crime? Why are they concerned about the criminals? Let them do whatever they want to do. Let them tear up the city. We don't care. From 2020 to 2021, the calamity that was unleashed on our great country by the Democrats, they allowed this. They championed this. They wanted this. New York City, Bill de Blasio said, we're not going to look at a small-time crime. We're not going to look at people jumping the turnstile. We've spoken about all this before, but it's just a refresher. So that when you go out and vote next week, You will take these thoughts with you to the voting booths that the Democrats have destroyed this country. 
with their radical ideas. And now I'm hearing they even want to have an amnesty on the pandemic because they're afraid now that once Republicans take the House and the Senate, if they take it, and I hope to God they do. I mean, it seems so surreal. It feels like Nirvana, actually, Andrew, that we're so close. So close. We see it. We see the prize. But we got to get to the election. And I read an article that the other day that the Supreme Court, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, let me see if I can find this. This is what's really scary about all this. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court orders election officials to disallow ballots with missing or incorrect dates. Now, who's going to make that determination? But these are the mail-in ballots. Oh, they didn't put their dates on it. Okay, we're not going to count it. Well, you counted it last year. Oh, not last year, but in 2020. What, what, what happened? Again, you have the courts intervening on a matter that should be the legislature's. Now, why aren't Republicans pushing back now? Don't wait until the election. Push back now and say, wait a minute, courts, you don't have the authority to make that decision. I mean, I was glad when I heard Dr. Oz said that he has lawyers in every county waiting to unleash them. Now, it's really sad that that's, that has to happen, that we've come to that. But we know that the Democrats will cheat and lie by any means necessary. They want to stay in power. They want to keep power. I actually went in, Andrew, and I early voted. Hesitantly, I went in because I wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to see if it was doing what they say it was going to do. It was nicely set up. It was electronic. I just went in, got my ballot, and I just put it in the machine and with, with my son and his cousin, and I checked what I, what I wanted to vote for. And each time we were voting, when we got ready to check a name, I said, this is a reason why we're not voting for Kathy. Because Kathy has destroyed the city. When you go on the outside, you see homeless people. That's thanks to Kathy. And I said, and if the mayor was on the ballot, we wouldn't vote for him. We're voting for Republicans straight down. Now, I was surprised that there were some elections whereby Republicans weren't even running anyone. I'm like, what? So naturally, I put yeah. my name there. I, I put my did right <laughs> and I put my name there. Yeah, I had that same problem last time I voted in the 2020 elections. And uh, there were some races where there wasn't a Republican. It was like a Democrat versus a Libertarian. I'd vote for the Libertarian because I won't vote for a Democrat. But uh, yeah, it's really interesting how these Republicans are not even running in a lot of these positions. I see the same thing here in Illinois. It seems like we're just giving up way too much ground to the left. And I'm like, and if that's the case, they should go out and try and just find someone and say, hey, just run. Put your name on the ballot. You never know. I mean, some candidates have gotten like really good, you know, votes by just putting their name there not and not being able to really go against the other party. Made a lot of good traction. But it's just it's just amazing. You know, when, when you see these, when you actually sit and see this and people, when you look at the elections, and people are saying, oh, there's just so much turmoil and there's so much acrimony and all this is going on. And, you know, oftentimes I think, Andrew, I'm like, you know, Trump did us a great, a big favor because he woke up the sleeping giant. He woke a lot of people up and say, this is a reason why you should vote. Now, I'm hearing again that a lot of folks on the, on the left, they're not interested. A lot of young people aren't interested in the midterms, which is good. This would be good for Republicans. 
They're saying, oh, we're not interested. Trump's not on the ballot. And that's the reason why Kathy Hochul, Gretchen Whitmer, and a lot of the other candidates, Raphael Warnock, and people that are vote, uh, supporting these candidates like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, they're out putting Trump out there saying, oh, and this person likes Trump. Oh, and this person, Trump, 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 Trump. Okay, you're talking about them liking Trump, but what about talking about your candidate liking Biden or supporting Biden? They can't do it. They can't say it. Why? Well, because Biden is a failure. His approval rating is at 36%. So they can't. So they have to drag out someone like Barack Obama so that people can think, wait a minute. Oh, this feels like, oh, this makes me feel good. He's running again. No, he's not running again. He's just out there to make you think he's running. And they have no policy. They can't support any of their policies. They're not bringing up anything that they've done. The only thing they're saying is that, oh, if you vote for him, this is going to be a vote for Trump. And Trump is going to come back. It's like, no. What about your policies? What have you done for the country? What have your policies done for us? Nothing. So they can't point to it. They can't point to the gas prices. They can't. They can't point to Biden's many trips overseas. They can't point to how he tried to stronghold Saudi Arabia. And why aren't we talking about that? How he tried to intervene with an election, have another country to intervene by not putting out oil. Why aren't we talking about that? Why isn't Liz Cheney saying that she wants to impeach? Instead, she's focusing on Donald Trump and Jan 6. Jan 6 and the abortion, because they think they thought that was going to get them a lot of traction. That they miscalculated. I mean, even some Republicans, Andrew, we even spoke about this, were wondering, like, mm, maybe that was a bit too, too soon for the Supreme Court to weigh in and make that decision because they're kind of like giving the left something to run on. Of course, the left took it and they ran with it. It just shows you that they're all about politics and power because they thought for certain, oh, we can use this abortion thing and we're going to take this all yeah. the way to the polls. They ran it to the ground, I think. I don't think the issue is as big as it was at one time, just because of the attention they've tried to put on it while completely ignoring things like the economy and crime and issues that are much more important to most. You're right. It, it wasn't. They ran it into the ground. They overplayed their hands because people realized that, wait a minute, you know, and the states where it mattered, those big states, we can still have abortions. And again, it just goes to show you how they miscalculated. And then some of them realize that nothing actually changes. It goes back to the state. And I'm so glad that a lot of Republicans like J.D. Vance, he's actually saying that. He's like, you know, I can't change it. Even Lee Zeldin said it. It's like, I can't change it. No, I don't like it. I'm pro-life, but I can't change what the Supreme Court has done. And that's the Supreme Court has kicked it back to the states. But the states to decide. And as a governor, I still can't make that decision. It has to be the state legislatures. But see, the, Democrat and the, the Democrats and the media, they were hoping that people weren't intelligent enough to see through this and that they would only fall for what they were saying and believe what they were saying. That, oh, they're going to take away your rights and a woman's rights. And I keep hearing this over and over again. People, well, you know, I just feel that. You know, they're trying to take away women's rights, the right for me to do what I want to do. It's like, but <sighs> there's another life involved. If that woman who's pregnant is killed, the person who killed her would be charged with double homicide. So why is it then we can charge with double homicide? 
But then when it's time for an abortion, it's like, oh, there's not a baby here. There's not a life here. No one has stopped to think about that. No one has clearly looked at that and said, wait, this makes no sense. And that's the way they want it. They, they don't want you to stop and think. They only want you to listen to what they're saying. That's how the media operates. This is how they spin. And then they have journalists who are supposed to be fair and accurate who come out with these talking points and they just keep going with it. Oh, they're taking away our rights. They're taking away this. And if you dare go against them, like the reporter did when she was reporting on John Fetterman, and she said, no, he struggles. He is struggling. And they said, oh, he can't be struggling because other people said he wouldn't struggle. <laughs> and other people said this. She said, well, that's what, that's what they said. I can only speak for what I encounter. I mean, they were ripping this woman apart the same way they ripped Liz Cheney apart for supporting Trump. The same way they ripped her dad, Dick Cheney, apart because he was in the Bush White House. The same way they won, they were deniers that Bush and Cheney won in 2000. But it was yeah. quiet as it's kept. No one wanted to admit it. They just wanted to pretend as if, oh, it's nothing happened. And now we love Liz. Oh, Liz, she's the best. Liz is not the best. She's horrible, Andrew. Yeah, she certainly is. And these midterm elections, I'm really particularly excited for because I think it's going to tell us a lot about the state of our country. Uh, you look at Kathy Hochul in New York running for governor. She is a lousy candidate. She is just bad. I've seen her talk. Uh, Lee Zeldin tore her up in the debate. Um, if she wins, that says a lot about New York. You look at my state, Illinois, we've got this J.V. Pritzker, kept everybody locked down. He's never seen a tax that he didn't want to raise, and he's in a tight race with Darren Bailey. Um, he should definitely lose. And then you've got this Fetterman, who's, as I've called him, a complete vegetable. This guy doesn't know what's going on. He's a terrible candidate. So uh, if these leftists, like Kathy Hochul and John Fetterman, win, being as bad as candidates as they are, it's going to be a scary sign for America. And uh, I'm going to be a little more optimistic. I think Lee Zeldin has a great chance. I think Dr. Oz should be a lock to win after that debate. But I guess we'll just have to wait a few more days to find out. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Out 
the spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. Now we invite you friends to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Hey folks, and we're back, and we're just talking about how we're feeling. You know, it feels like nirvana. It feels like this, like, space of, like, wow, we're almost there. It's been such a long time. We can finally, like, correct the wrong. I mean, we don't want to overestimate or count all of our chickens before they hatch. But, man, I mean, Andrew, just a few more days, and this entire thing could be a completely, I mean, it could be a completely different outlook as to how we see this country. If it is a major tidal red wave, it would be astonishing. And like I said, you have the Democrats that are bringing out all their top guns, the top guns that they have. I also heard, Andrew, that they had brought out Bill Clinton for this upstate guy, uh, Maloney, that Nancy Pelosi had put him over the purse of the Democrats trying to get the Democrats elected. Now he's finding himself in a really tight race upstate. And now everyone's wondering, you know, like, oh, my God, will this guy be able to pull this off? What's going to happen? Because he's in a tight race. And it's a race whereby they assumed and thought that he was, it was going to be an easy win. So who did they bring out for him? The guy's name is Sean Maloney. Yeah, that's it. Sean Maloney, upstate New York, representing the 18th district. And he's finding himself in a very tight race. Because what he thought he had or what he thought he thought he was going to win, it's not coming so easily. And I'm glad that that's happening. I'm trying to find out who his opponent is. Again, some of these things you won't even know. You know why? Because the media will not report on it. They're hoping that we don't know who the opponent is so that when we get to the the polling booth, you know, we won't vote for them. So I'm looking for this for all you uh, uh, upstate New Yorkers because you should know. It's unbelievable. His opponent is Mike Lawler. Lawler. Yes, a Republican. So remember that name when you go to the when you get ready to vote. Mike Lawler, L-A-W-L-E-R. He's going against Sean Maloney. And by the way, Sean Maloney happens to be a uh, gay male. Not that it's important. And I only mention that because Democrats are really stuck on identity politics. So as a result, I have to mention the fact that he is a gay male. And, and rightfully so. And, we, and I should. And we should do this. We should mention this. Because if the Democrats want to use identity politics, then we have to help them out and we have to keep that going. So, I mean, Sean Maloney seems to be, I'm sure that he is a very nice man. Uh, They have adopted kids, but that's it. 
he shouldn't be in that position. Should not be in that position. Uh, should not represent him, and he should lose. He should definitely lose. Along with Jamal Bowman, that's another one. That should, oh my God, these Democrats. So anyway, he's got. Hopefully, he'll lose his race. But they brought out Bill Clinton to help him. No, Bill Clinton, as feeble as he is, he's on the campaign trail. No, Hillary Clinton, that's a different story. I mean, she's a little firecracker who's out spewing lies, saying that Republicans are once again denying the election and they're evil. And look at what they did. They caused Nancy Pelosi's husband to be beaten. Like, no, they didn't beat him with a hammer. Beaten? <laughs> you go figure that out yourself. Beaten, Paul Pelosi. Oh, my God. The jokes we can make with that and that we are going to make. Um you know, just going back to that case, and we're going to keep talking about it because I just, like I said during the first block, I just don't understand what's happening there. And there's more than meets the eye. But, uh, you know, Andrew, Republicans have got to stop being so feeble. They've got to stop it. We spoke about this the other night, how they all came out and they denounced what happened. And they denounced it rather loudly, what happened to Paul. But I keep thinking about what happened to conservatives and what's happening to conservatives. And no one is coming out denouncing the violence. They keep saying that this violence is through Trump. Oh, I heard them on the news. Oh, Trump, Trump calls this Trump. He, this is the reason why. No. This is happening because of your failed policies. The man that attacked Paul Pelosi, so they say, was a mental case. He thought he was Jesus Christ. He was a nudist. No, I don't know if there's a relationship beyond that with he and Paul. And I'm sure that we probably won't know that for quite some time because they won't certainly won't release the video of the arrest as to what took place. No, had this been anyone else, we would already see the video. Had this been a celebrity, we would already see the mugshot of the person. But with Paul, we don't see it. They're not showing any of it. And I'm sure there's a lot to be seen here. But what they are doing is accusing Republicans and saying this is Republicans' fault because we don't denounce violence. You have everyone on the news talking about it. They don't denounce violence. And not one person came out and vehemently denounced the violence that was occurring to individuals on the right. If anything, they made fun of Rand Paul when he was attacked. A reporter on MSNBC even said, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying reporting the story about Paul being attacked. And if I could, I would buy that person a drink. Wait a minute. No one stopped to say that was wrong. No one stopped to pull that anchor off TV. No one stopped to say she should apologize. And if you can just go through, you could find just like a laundry list of the left making fun of Republicans or conservatives when they were attacked. Remember in the White House when Trump was there, you had these people, Black Lives Matter, threatening to bombard the White House? Yeah, and I remember. Had, and you had people on the left saying, oh, man, Trump is scared. They have to move him down to the bunkers. <laughs> can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> I mean, they were just like making fun of it. And no one thought to say, you do realize that if the security is of the White House is breached, they'll never get to the president, but there will be a lot of dead bodies 
on the ground. You do realize that. Yeah, and you know, it's not it's not just their violent actions. You just uh, speaking of President Trump, remember when he caught COVID-19, there were a lot of verified Democrats on social media going, oh, I hope he dies. Ha 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 ha. Like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Trump dies of COVID since he's cost all these Americans their lives in their own warped heads? This is how they see things. And they've completely lost sight of reality. Right. But, it, you know, but it's it's scary because. I just, I just want to go back to the, the story that I'm telling is that had they breached the White House security, the dead bodies that have been left on the White House lawn that next day, what would the media have said? What justification would they have given for egging on those innocent lives to go in and breach the White House, having them to think that they would be able to get access to the president, having them to think that they were doing something great and grand, only to find out the next day that their dead bodies are on the front lawn. But they've said, oh, this is Trump's fault. He shouldn't, he, he shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. So you're saying that he should have allowed them to breach the White House Capitol and kill him? And people aren't thinking. They're just laughing about it. The same way they're laughing, saying, oh, this is, this is the right. They're causing all these problems. They're causing the violence. When clearly it is the left that's instigating and promoting and not denouncing it. Why do you think that we have no cash bail? Why do you think that during the summer of 2020, when Kamala Harris came out and said, let's create a fund and get a lot of these people out of jail? People that have committed crimes against society are back on the streets. And why is Nancy Pelosi's husband's attacker in jail? Why is he in jail? I'm serious. Why is he in jail? Why isn't he out? Well, one reason why he's, he's not out is because they got a new district attorney. Whereas had they had the other guy that they just recently voted out, who knows? He probably wouldn't be in jail. But he's in jail. And the same violence activities taking place in other states like New York. Those criminals are out. Why? No cash bail. They didn't kill the person. They just beat him up with a hammer. A knife. So they get to get out, according to D.A. Bragg. And according to Kathy Hochul, oh, this is all this is all your perception. And Eric Adams, oh, come on, this nothing's not happening. And then the reports that we get, the crime is down. Oh, crime is considered it's down, it's way uh -huh. down compared to last year. I'm like, do you actually think that we're buying that? And do you actually uh -huh. think that we even trust those numbers? Do you actually think that we trust the government? Why would we trust the government when we're finding out that the government, our government, Biden's administration, colluded, and they're still colluding with big tech and censorship. Well, the government can't censor what you're saying, but they can get big tech to censor you. We just found this out. Andrew, I don't know if you had a chance to read the article on The Interceptor. This reporter came out and reported on it. This is huge that our government actually reached out to social media and some of the other media platforms and said, you know, we don't want certain things out there. They're not agreeing with us. So we want you to like hide it. We want you to suppress it, 
kick them off your platforms. You don't have to make a given reason. Just say they violated your policy. You're a private company. You can do whatever you want. And they did. These companies actually acquiesced. The government colluded with them. But it's like, we're going to stay back because we don't want you to, we don't want people to know that we did it. And it's not making headlines. People, and this, this is supposed to be the people that love free speech. People that want gay people out in the streets jumping around and antagonizing you. But if you're on the right, we got to shut you down. Why isn't that being talked about? Why aren't people up in arms? And we've said this before. If they say anything about COVID, shut it down. If they say anything about the lockdown, shut it down, because we don't want them to have a difference of opinion. We want them to think what we're thinking. And that is the reason why so many Americans still believe that we need to be shut down. So many, Amer many Americans still believe that the six feet apart was science, and it was just made up. You would go to the store, people, oh, don't stand. We're supposed to be six feet apart. You would see the signs in the grocery stores, stand this far apart. Keep this much distance between you. And people were like, oh, don't, don't stand next to me. Oh, don't, don't, uh, oh, you're breathing on me. You still have people wearing their mask? And as I said, there was an article in the Atlantic magazine that was saying that we should have a pandemic amnesty. We should forgive all those people because we didn't really know. We were, we were just guessing. We were just, you know, we got to forgive us that we kept your children out of school and they got behind. You got to forgive us that, you know, your grandparents or your parents or your relatives, they died and you couldn't go to their funerals. You just got to forgive us that they died alone in the hospitals. You got to forgive us. You got to forgive us that a lot of you lost your jobs because we, you know, we were just making this up. It was like just weird science. And we were believing Fauci. And if anyone went against him, we had social media to shut them down because we didn't want their voices out there. So we kicked a lot of people off Twitter. We kept some people on Twitter so that it would look as if though, it create the image as if though we were being fair. But in actuality, we weren't. Because those voices that were actually sinking in, we made certain we got rid of them. So I feel proud, Andrew. And I think I said this earlier on when it first happened, when we got bounced from Twitter in 2021. It was a bit of a shocker. But the fact that my little voice was resonating compared to other people that are still on the platform, I mean, I guess what I was, what we were saying was really powerful, Andrew. I mean, think about it. We were actually the subject of conversation by the White House. They actually looked at our accounts and said, wow, they're really speaking truth to power. We've definitely got to kick them off the platform. Yeah, it's a badge of honor to get suspended the same day as President Trump from Twitter, I guess, of any day to get suspended. That would be the one I would pick. But it's almost like these Democrats, Rob, are living on a different reality. And you look at these people who are high up, their um, spokesmen or the Democrats themselves, and they're flat out liars. Like you've got this John Cooper who worked for the Barack Obama campaign. He tweets, Breaking news, Liz Cheney stuns Republicans and says Trump is personally and directly involved in every aspect of the January 6th plot. It's like, really? Stunned? What Republicans are stunned by that? That's what Liz Cheney's been saying uh, since 2021. So for them to hype this, like this is some kind of shocking news that she would point her finger at President Trump. It's just another glaring example 
of what reality uh, they must be living in because it's not the one that the rest of us are living in. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You could go to HealthyCell.com and it costs nothing to check out the great products, read their reviews, and save 25% off your first order with the code OUTLOUD. One more time, go to HealthyCell.com and use the code OUTLOUD to save 25% off your first order. We'll be back with one more segment of After Dark with Robin Andrew. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. The last segment is going by so fast. It's the same way we hope that the elections go by fast and smooth. But still talking about the candidates. Here in New York, Letitia James has refused to debate her opponent. Michael Henry. Don't forget that name, Michael Henry. So when you go in New Yorkers to vote, remember that name. Because she's hoping that you don't remember the name. That's the reason why she refused to debate. 
She refused to debate because she's running scared. She's afraid. She's afraid that she doesn't have a record. The only record she has is attacking Trump. I, I see her when she's in different press conferences, standing behind Kathy Hochul and Eric Adams, and she's looking like all like resolute and like, oh, I'm, I'm doing a good job. No, she's not. She's a black woman who shouldn't be in that position. Okay, let's just be honest. Why New York has picked her? Well, and it's not upstate New York. It's people within New York City because New York City itself is, ha, is a huge line share of the vote. What would you say to, sorry to cut you off, but what would you say to potential voters that say, oh, she's not uh, biased or a partisan. She got rid of Andrew Cuomo. So her going after Trump, that's just her playing both sides of the aisle. What do you say to that? I would say don't believe what you're listening to because she didn't get rid of him. He just resigned. The powers that be said, hey, you better resign because she didn't charge him with the crime. She didn't charge him at all. I mean, and he could have stayed in, but then he had the people on the back, as he said, not Biden didn't come out and support him, Kamala didn't come out, and Barack Obama. If I were him, I would be out there saying, don't vote for them. Look at what they did to me. They left me out high and dry. I played the game with them as far as COVID. I kept everyone locked down. And then they threw me under the bus. So the only thing she's done is just deliver to the party what they wanted. And at the time, she thought that she was going to have their backings to run for governor. But then when she realized it wasn't going to happen, they were going to keep Kathy in. She's like, oh, okay, let me just dig in. Let me just keep going after Trump and his opponents so that I can keep my position. And that's all she's done. Because someone has probably promised her that, you know, if we run for president, we'll make you the attorney general. She's done a horrible job. Look at the crime element. She has done nothing significant. And now she's planning on looking at Z, 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 Lee Zeldin and saying, oh, we need to look at him because he's doing something the way he was running his campaign. We need to look at that and how he's collecting donations. She said nothing about Kathy and Kathy awarding her friends contracts. She should investigate her, but she won't because she thinks that she's made a name for herself for going after Trump. Endless, ridiculous lawsuits. That's who she is. And you can't dare attack her because well, she meets the checkbox. She's a black woman. And if you go after her, it's like, oh, they're attacking a black woman. I look at Brian Camp in Georgia going against Stacey Abrams. And I was watching the debates. It was rather interesting, but he stayed focused. He stayed on the issue. He was calm, cool, and collective. Because he, had he just really gone out and attacked her the way he could have, they would have said, oh, he's attacking a black woman. So he made his point indirectly by saying, this is what we've done, and this is what they want to do. And see, she couldn't get around that. Now, she wanted to egg him on. She wanted him to go there. She wanted an all-out assault so that she could say, oh, so, well, so that the media could say they're attacking a black woman. And my thing is, if you're going to get in the kitchen, don't start saying that it's hot. Don't start saying, oh, you can't attack me because I'm the cook. Although I messed up the food. Uh, it doesn't work that way. And I always say that to all other candidates that are going up against black candidates, especially black women. Don't hold your tongue. If they can dish it, they should be able to take it. And they thought they were going to have that with Kamala Harris. They thought she was going to be the apparent heir to Joe Biden. 
but she's been a miserable failure. So now they're looking, who can we get? Because if Trump runs, we got to be able to cap him some kind of way. And she's just not going to cut it. So maybe we should get the gay Pete. Yeah. It's very, politics. it's very interesting you brought that up because I watched some of the uh, Marco Rubio and Val Demings debate, and I thought that he was very um, withheld on what he really wanted to say because he didn't want to come across angry or like he was attacking a black woman. And as a result, I feel like she won the debate. And uh, Republicans really cannot back down in situations like that. They cannot play the Democrats' game of uh, race politics. And uh, I, I, if I were Marco Rubio, I would have attacked her just like I would have anyone else. You know, I, I saw it differently, I, and I didn't see all the debates, but the parts that I did see, I felt that he did extremely well. I felt that she was overly confident, and I felt that she was trying to egg him on so that he would attack her. So that she could run out and say they attacked a black woman. Black women, they're attacking us. But I felt that she was, she, I, what little pieces of the debate that I saw, I felt that she was horrible. She thought that her being a black woman was going to, you know, bring her over. And right now he's leading. He's ahead of her. I did have some reservations earlier on when she first said that she was going to run. Because I knew why she was running. She wasn't running because she had anything to run on. She was running on the fact that she was just a black woman. And she felt that she would get out of the boats. And you see this happening across the country. We have black women running against white men. I think there's a race in North Carolina. And I think the white guy, uh, the candidate, is leading significantly. And it should be that way. Because the Democrats have decided that identity politics is the way to go. So by any means necessary. You hear now that they're saying, oh, we're going to have the largest amount of uh, gays in Congress. Why? Why do we have to know their sexual preference? I keep saying that. We don't need to know that. You're a man, you're a woman. That's it. That's all we need to know. It's, it's binary, female, male. That's it. Everything else is in between. We don't need to know. But yet and still, they keep bringing it up. They bring it up because they want you to think that it matters. And it doesn't matter. They want you to think that you need to vote for these candidates because it's going to show that, oh, that you're open-minded and that you're this great person. No, it doesn't. It shows that you're falling into their little world of identity politics because sexuality shouldn't matter. But for Biden, it does. That's the reason why he has running on the, on the hill a bunch of freaks. Yeah, I said it. A bunch of people who are Frankensteins. They don't know if they're a man or a woman and just going out there just promoting all this stuff. And it's really unfortunate. We need to take back the White House in 2024 and give it a thorough cleaning. I'm serious about this. Because the abomination that they have unleashed on our society needs to be cleansed. I don't care if you're gay, if you're bi, I don't care what you are. I don't want to know. It's none of my business. You should just run as a candidate. Exactly but the right. Democrats want to make it our business, and that's the reason why they keep bringing it up. Look at how it has worked its way into our culture. Look at corporations that are hanging their hat on it. Why? How many gays have we hired? How many this have we hired? And right now, going before the Supreme Court is this affirmative action deal with college, college admission. And they're saying that the, the courts will probably strike down affirmative action. 
and we've talked about this before, no matter how you try to make things right, there's always going to be a problem. There's always going to be a group that you will be affected or impacted by those policies. Democrats don't see it that way because they use that to help them get votes. Now, if, if, if this election, if there are more Hispanics voting for Republicans than Democrats, you can bet your dollar that they're going to say that those Hispanics are white racist and that we got to get rid of them because their plan of trying to turn the country and make it Democrat didn't work. They'll probably try to, oh, we need to protect the border. We need to shut down the border. You watch. And speaking of the border, I mean, Joe has just turned his back on the invasion taking place at the southern border. Neither he or Kamala have gone there. And these are the people we want in the White House who can't even protect us? That's the reason why Paul got attacked. Someone from Canada attacked him. And the Democrats aren't there. Have you noticed, Andrew, they're not, they're not mentioning the media that this guy's an illegal alien. I've noticed. They keep saying, that, oh, he was in some fringe group. Look at his sightings. And he was promoting QAnon. He was this. Yeah, but he also had Black Lives Matter on his page, Facebook page. And in his yard, wherever he lived, I guess on this little homeless street. They, they won't mention that, but they keep saying, oh, he's, he, he, he was against this, and he was a QAnon. He was, it's like, they love putting QAnon in. And the only reason why they're doing it is to scare you into thinking, you see, if you vote for any of those Republicans, you're going to be identified with them. And something else along those same lines that I mentioned, how is it that Democrats are allowing the media to demonize their colleagues across the aisle? Even Democrats are doing it. And you've got to work with these individuals. You're calling them a racist. You're calling them this. You're calling them that. And it's not true. None of it is true. But you've got to go and you've got to work with them. After you name called them, they said that they're these evil people. And then I hear people saying, oh, we need to bring down the rhetoric. We need to tone it down. Why won't we just call out the Democrats for who they are and say, it is thee. You are the ones who are rushing up the fire. You're the ones who's causing all this animosity. You're the ones that's causing all these problems. Republicans want to work with you, but you don't want that. It's our way or the highway. If you don't agree with us, we're going to say that you're a racist. Think of how many times they have called people on the right racist. Unfairly. It's lost all meaning. It has lost its meaning, Andrew. It's like the boy who cried wolf. When I hear that, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Because according to them, I'm a racist. If you don't agree with their policy, you're a racist. It's like, why are you attacking the person? Attack their position. Say, well, I don't agree with your position, but they can't because they have to put racism in it. And you have black people that have been fooled into thinking it, just like they're saying about Herschel Walker. Oh, you can, they can have Herschel Walker. They mean Republicans. They can have him. We don't like him anymore. This man was a great football player. And simply because he doesn't like the policies of the left, they now want to attack him and say, oh, he's a racist anyway. He's dumb. He's stupid. He doesn't sound good. 
okay, he's probably not an eloquent speaker, but neither is Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, or for that matter, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. I mean, come on. You guys want to attack him, but what about those knuckleheads? Because he's not voting the way they want him to vote. They have to personally attack him. And then this latest thing with this woman coming out saying, oh, he, he paid me to have an abortion, but he gave me cash, but he drove me there. I went in initially and I wasn't going to have it, but then he drove me there and I went ahead and I had it. Okay, this is my position. on it. I don't care if he did, if he didn't do it, I'm still gonna, I would still vote for him. And I'm contacting all my friends in Georgia and say, vote for him. Right. Who cares? I mean, right. Who, who cares about, okay, why is she coming out now? Why didn't she come out before then? And here's the other thing, Andrew. Why is it such a big deal? You guys say that men can't control your bodies. You want to do what you want to do. Okay, so she had the abortion. <laughs> Isn't that what she wanted? Isn't that what you guys want? You should be saying, okay, he, he agreed with us. He got someone to have an abortion. Why are you guys freaking out over it? I mean, it makes no sense. You guys are for it. She had it. So she says, I don't know, but I don't care. But if she did have it, you should be saying, hooray, it's one for us. As opposed to saying that you don't like, oh, look at what he did. It's crazy. But see, again, we don't have an honest media to point out these parallels and say, wait a minute, this is ridiculous. She had it. That's what you wanted. Go. He might, he's probably denying it, but who cares? At one point, he was on our side and he got her to have an abortion. Oh, we love that. And, and the other thing is that she has no regrets about the abortion. She's just attacking him. It's like, but okay, did you want to have the baby? It's, again, this is all alleged. Did you want to have this thing? Because we didn't want you to have it, remember? We're coming from the position that we did not want you to have it. Yeah, and quickly, did you notice when the fake news media talks about Herschel Walker, um, they almost try and talk about him like he's dumb when they've got John Fetterman running for them <laughs> and they act like he's brilliant. Have you noticed that? I, I was going to bring that up. I mean, Fetterman is out now trying to give interviews. The media is trying to prop him up. And no matter how much they prop him up, the guy comes out and he's talking in left field. At least Herschel Walker doesn't do that. But he's talking he, completely left field. He sounds worse than Biden. And I guess that's the reason why Biden said, oh, he's <laughs> smart. Oh, I like him. You know why? Impressive. Impressive. And the reason being is that they know that if he wins, they can get him to do whatever they want to do. But they won't be able to do it because he's a wild card. He'll do his own thing. But if he decides to step down, and I think he will, because I think he's a lot more, this stroke impacted him a lot more than what they're actually saying. And that's the reason why he won't release his medical records. And you would think that the media would say, release, 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 like they kept wanting Trump to do. But they won't do it the same way they don't want Biden to take a cognitive test, because they know the cognitive test will show that there's dementia there, early Alzheimer's, or just the old man disease. Right. Well, they might use a Fetterman's doctor if that guy really came out and said that <laughs> Fetterman's in good health. They might hire him for uh, Joe Biden next. But uh, we're all out of time tonight. Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin and Andrew on America Out Loud. You can go in our archives. We've interviewed so many of these candidates running Tuesday. We're uh, hoping for the big red wave. America Out Loud is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, 
wherever you stream, please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or you can go to americaoutloud.com and click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stay in for something or fall for nothing.